The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, also Loving That Sports Talk. I'm always at Sigma Loy, TJT, you that there? I'm here, love. How you doing? How you feeling? Good. Good. And we got always a main man, Glove, Glove in San Diego. I heard it was raining down there all week, Glove. Hey, it's, uh, it finally cleared up. It's, uh, 67 today. Just a cold day in San Diego. It's 67. Well, that's good. Well, this is what we got to do. We got to jump right into it. So if we got, oh, everybody on, it's one time finally at the same time. But, uh, there's a lot of subjects. We wanted to hit the hot one, but. You know, guys, maybe y'all can help me out and understand this one there. You know, I haven't heard anything, you know, during the season or last year was, was out, or, you know. Or, or when Baltimore hit the Super Bowl, now you hear all the actors talking about Ray Lewis. I mean, granted what the man that did, you know, back in the past with the, you know, the um, quitted for the murder and, you know, all these other things kind of about, you know, his family and, you know, he's taking some deer antler steroid. Why is that all coming up now, guys? What do you think? Well, I'll I'll go first. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, you know, I think that there's you know when when, when you do something, you're a, you're a football player or you're a basketball player, and you know you take Tiger Woods for instance. You know somebody with some off the court problems or issues. You know how many years did it take for Kobe to get his? You know. His, his prowess back from, from when he fell from grace with, uh, with, uh, the, uh, incident that he was in in Colorado and so on and so forth. And now you've got Ray Lewis who is, you know, he, he wears his emotions and his faith on his sleeve and things are happening for him. Good things. And, and I think people are second guessing themselves, you know, on, on Ray Lewis. I don't know if it's jealousy, love. I don't know. If it's, you know, just faint dislike, but you don't hear these kinds of things come up until someone starts to have some success. And here we go again. Our media situation doesn't do anything to curtail that or, or, or to put that, you know, where it belongs because that doesn't, it doesn't do much for ratings. But you've got a guy who has a past, uh, was exonerated or, or whatever happened. I, I don't even remember quite what happened. Now, um, now they're saying he paid off a family and stuff like that for him not to get charged or so on and so forth. Uh, but since that time, has lived a pretty good, respectful life. And some people just don't want to appreciate that. Um, we're all human. 
and we all make mistakes. We all fall from grace, but it's what you learn. And and I think Ray Lewis has learned a great deal, and, and I think he's shown that. And he says he should be given uh, at least that respect for that. Well, before you, before you get your answer, you know, uh, Terry, I know you're saying that, but I didn't hear anything about this relate with, with Ray during the whole season. And nope. now that you know Subo, now all this, I don't even know this. You know, after stuff, you agree with that, Glow? Well, yeah. You know what? The sad part about it. You know, what T.J. was saying is true. We live in a society where we we say we forgive and we forget, but we only forget to bring it up at a time when it benefits us. You know, no one, they say you get a second chance, but, but do you really get a second chance? Just think about it like what, you know, T.J. said and you as well. The man tore his tricep. The man comes back from a tricep injury. Now we're in a Super Bowl. The day of, you know, the Super Bowl media day, and now, you know, these negative things come up, you know, about him being on, you know, steroids that, or human growth, human growth, uh, you know, a human growth hormone. Okay, it is what it is. If he did, he took it, or if he didn't take it, is it important? I guess it is, but we build up to tear down. Yep. And then it's sad that, you know, we have comments coming from other NFL, so you know, organizations, and and the media is always going to crucify people. You know, you're always guilty till found innocent. You know, so it's kind of sad in, in my eyes. Uh, you know what, um, Glove and Terry, I, I know what you're saying, Terry and Glove. But the thing about it is, I didn't hear none of this. You know, I mean, I don't know how y'all, you know, when y'all follow Baltimore. I didn't really follow Baltimore, but I follow. Every bad news that happened with NFL players or with sports that never came up. All this about Ray, but my thing is, is now I'm hearing all these players. I mean, it's like doubting him. How can you doubt him? You don't know nothing about that man, really, and saying, you know, he could have done this and he didn't. You know, why they turn on him? What do you think, guys? Well, I, I I'm at a loss, love, because I don't I don't know what uh, what what you're talking about as far as the players doubting him. I haven't I haven't heard any of that. Well, for me, well, for me, it's like this: misery always loves company, and it's sad that somebody could throw a, a comment out there in the media, and everybody jump on board to try to get their, you know, two minutes of fame or five minutes of fame, however you want to say it. You know, it's it's, it's even you know sadder that this man has played at a high level his whole career. He had an injury in the 17th season. He came back from his injury quicker than normal, you know, for a man of his age. And so now, because of jealousy, because of how the man wear his face on his sleeve, now everybody's trying to condemn him, you know, for being a forgiven man, a faithful man, you know, trying to walk the life of the, you know, the righteous, you know. So now all the negativity's coming out, which is, which in my eyes, is, is, is sad. Instead of letting the man have his luxurious his luxury career that he's had, we're trying to find every little thing to nitpick. You know, on the news this morning, they're going back to what happened at the Atlanta Super Bowl with, you know, him showing them in handcuffs, you know, getting escorted in the courtroom in an orange jumpsuit. They're going back to all that. You know, it's that for me. Well, and what you were saying, Terry, I was watching, you know, uh, 
uh, ESPN and by what you say you didn't hear, but it was the head Vernon Davis. And he kind of made a comment that I don't know if you've seen the glove. He was talking about, you know, if Ray did do that, he said, I don't think he would, but if he did do that, you know, he did, you know what I'm saying? What would come out and say, you know, hey, the man, you know, I don't think he would do that. But see, everybody watching that comment, you know, because you got to watch your comment for Tubo, then, like you say, the media take it a long way and run with it, you know. But what's what's wrong with saying that man coming out saying, hey, I don't think that man will ever do that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. That's what these players can back up for each other and say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. If you yeah. if you look at it, you know, if you look at um, one of these other players was talking about, um, what we get in that, but he was saying these owners are not looking out, looking out for it. The business. We should players should stick together. That's what I was meaning, Derek. You say, right. you know, but these players should come on and say, hey, Ray played the game. He played it hard. Whatever his thing is, you know, that was, you know, that. But we believe, you know, you guys agree with that? Yeah, and, and you know, everybody's got to have their opinion. And you got to, you, you can't forget that, uh, you know, he, he, he's going to be playing against Ray Lewis. Um, there's got to be a, a little bit of fire burning, a little hatred for, for that team. And, and no compassion for anybody on that team. I mean, if you're going to go out and try and play your game. So, you know, we, we, we got to understand that to, to a certain extent. But, um, other than that, I, I, I don't know, you know, why, why he would say, why he would say that. Yeah, but, you know, I don't tell me if I'm wrong, Glove, you know, but you don't tack a man, you know, outside of the field. That's what I would think, you know, if he's a dirty player on the field. You say, hey, Ray, Ray, Ray is a cheap shot, something like that. Why are you attacking that man outside the field? You agree with that, Glove? Or, uh, I, I, what, what, what you're trying to say is, and, and this is from Vernon Davis, who had his own issues. You follow me? Yeah. But what you're saying is they're attacking a man's character, right. which, which you're right. You shouldn't attack a man's character unless you have solid proof, which no one has solid proof. They're saying... There was a phone conversation, but if there was a conversation, why haven't we heard the phone conversation? You know what I'm saying? If the media right. has a, if the media has something that's detrimental to a character, they're going to put it out there quickly. They're not going to hold on to it. It's the Super Bowl. So if you have something, let's hear it. Other than that, you're right. Why? And, and we've had this conversation before, love, you know, about attacking people's character and about guys in the NFL or just guys in sports in general. And, and I'll say it, and, and I'll keep saying it, none of those guys are genuine friends. They're not friends. So the, the answer to the question is they do what they do to each other because they really don't like each other or they don't care for one another. So Vernon Davis attacking Ray Lewis's character, yeah, they're playing against each other, but guess what? They're really not friends. So that's your answer right there. Right. And I know what you're saying too, Terry, like what Glove was saying, but what I'm saying is, like you, if you're on the thing, Terry, and they say, "Hey, Terry, you out somebody? That man did a shooting, you know, officer that you would have shouldn't have shot." You're not gonna sit there and say, "Hey, he shouldn't have shot." You have to know, like who I was saying that. Hey, did you hear the phone call? Did you see it? Am I right there? Right, absolutely. If you don't know anything about it, you should be making comments about it. I mean, it's just like we're sitting up here trying to answer questions, and and I don't know enough about the the, the Ray Lewis thing. Um, as far as I knew, that he went to court and was found not guilty. Um, and then was exonerated of being involved in this thing somehow. But that's that's as far as it goes. I'm not going to sit here and try and elaborate on something that I, I, I don't know anything about. And that's exactly the same way Vernon Davis should do. 
you know, and, and like I think like we all were saying, you trying to protect that man. But, you know, it hurts him outside the field. You should be running the field, you know, and I think that's where I think they get caught up in this media thing for the Super Bowl all week, and they try to find something on somebody. I mean, you know, we're going to talk about later. We're going to rant him off, you know. Any little thing you say, they're going to pick it, and they're going to work with it, and they're going to turn around, and then now you got to keep trying to talk more about why you said that or back it up, right, guys? Yep, absolutely. Let me, let me. No, I agree. Let me, let me, let me help you out, TJ. Let me help you guys out. They had Ray Lewis up on a double murder. It wasn't the double murder that he was found guilty of because he had nothing to do with the murder. What he was found guilty on was obstruction of justice. They came to him wanting the information on the murders, and Ray chose not to talk or give any information to the police. So they got him on an obstruction of justice. He paid, he had like 12 months probation. He paid, I think it was a $1,500 fine or $2,000 fine like that. That was for the double murder side of the case. Now the family came back and they sued him civilly, which he settled out of court civilly. And he didn't want to go to court for that. So he settled out of court. So that's the end of the double murder accusation, which he had nothing to do with. He was obstructing justice because he wouldn't talk to the police on behalf of whoever the guys were that committed the murders. And so then to sweep it all under the rug, he was sued civilly. He settled out of court. He moved on with his life. He turned his life around. And now here we are today talking about if the man took human growth hormones mm-hmm. to, to better his, his torn triceps. You know what? Let's take a break. And then we'll come out and we'll talk about that like Glover said to Let's see how they jump from one thing to the other. I mean, because they couldn't get him to react on that murder thing. So now he's jumping to something else. And we're going to talk about that. We'll take another break. Let me take our first break. And we got TJ and Eric Glove and me, and we'll be right back. And Terry, you say you're feeling better, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we talk about those cowboys. There we go. It's that cowboy flu. <laughs> we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Hilton Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk. And always, we got TJ Letty. I'm here, love. Uh, good, and Glove. You that Glove? Yes, sir. Here, Brother Love. All right. Well, before we get going again, we got to call uh, P from uh, California. Uh, P, you there? Hey, hey, Jane. How you doing, Paula? Oh, you know I'm pumped up. It's our week of the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, you know, P, you got some guys on um, the line that um, I think they actually picked the 49ers. Um, well, my question to you, Paula, and to the guys on the line that, um, you know, I'll talk with you, P, and then I guess guys, whoever tell you, y'all could chime in because I don't understand it. You know, maybe you can help me, P. You know, I know you're a big Niners fan all like that, but how can a quarterback that's doing great, that's winning for you guys, mm-hmm. made no mistake, got a great passing record, and touchdown, <laughs> the interception is less than any other one. How could y'all not get that man his job back, Pete? <laughs> You must be talking about number 11, Alex Smith. Yeah. Can you okay. play this is This is my take on the Alex Smith thing. Yes, we were winning with him, but I think you have to look at the other things that Colin Kaepernick can bring, which he's a better quarterback, actually, than Alex Smith in terms of his leg, he can run, he throws more accurately. So I think, Har- you know, I didn't fall hardball for not putting Alex Smith back as a starter. It's just with Kaepernick, the field widen, you know, the field widens. You now have people who have to cover people downfield. With Alex, Alex could barely throw a pass over 20 yards. And defenses knew that. You know, teams knew that. And so with Kaepernick, he can, he just, you know, he helps to open the field up for us. You guys agree with that? Well, well, I think, you know, you're, you're kind of with this all is fair, uh, fair game. And, you know, the emotional side of things. But you can't question a coach in, 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 in a decision that he makes because he's the one that knows his, you know, he's, he's the one that knows his people. And he felt that Kaepernick brought something that Alex Smith didn't. It's, it's no different than saying, you know what, you won us a couple of three games, but we're gonna, we're gonna sit you, even if he wasn't hurt. I want to see what this guy does. It's a coach's decision. And, you know, if, if they go on to win the Super Bowl, then he, you know, he will look great. His decision, 
can't be questioned. And, you know, again, here we are sitting back, and, and I'd like to not question the coach's decision for whatever reason he made it. And it seems to be, so far, working out very well for him. Glove? You know me, I got to play devil's advocate always. First, <laughs> first, you know how to rep Alex Smith, he's from San Diego, so I got to rep Alex Smith. What you guys are both saying is, is correct. He does give you a different dimension on the field, nor should you uh, question the quarterback or, or the head coach. You're both right. But but let's look at it from this standpoint. If If you've had multiple coordinators in multiple years, you never get your feet under you as a quarterback, which Alex Smith had multiple coordinators. Now, if you also don't open up your offense for the quarterback, if you limit your, your play calling or you limit the quarterback, how can he ever grow as a quarterback? Now, and, and, and third, if you don't like the quarterback, but you have in their quarterback and, and you want him out, you do those things so he can't go forward. Remember, Alex Smith took him to the championship last year. It was one play where they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. So he gets hurt. He loses his job. Now everybody's all on Kaepernick's nuts because they've opened up the playbook. They've installed plays that Kaepernick's comfortable with. Did right. they do that for Alex Smith? No. Did they ever give him that chance to get out there and run? Because remember, a few years back, Michael Vick, I can go through the list of quarterbacks that were running through on quarterbacks in the league. That was so negative. Now Kaepernick does it. Now RG3 does it. Now Wilson in Seattle, they're all running, throwing quarterbacks, and everybody acts like it's, it's the new thing in the league. Oh, my God, can you believe these guys can run and throw? We've already seen it, but it was a negative. Now it's a positive. I don't understand. But, again, I'm repping San Diego, Alex Smith. <laughs> you know, Pete, you know before you respond, I got I got to go with Glove on that, you know. I just don't see how if that man was doing everything right. I could see if, you know, he had uh, interception wrong. But you look at it, he was winning, like Glove saying, but now you want to open up the playbook. And I think you could refer to that, Terry, by when Dallas got rid of Wade Phillips, now Garrett opened up the playbook for Romo. I mean, you see it's different. What do you say about that, Paul? Well, okay. Obviously, being a woman, I've never played football. And I've watched, I've, I've watched Alex Smith all eight years, and I understand the offensive coordinators change. But there were times, even when we had receivers open, he could not get the ball to them. So even when he had that chance to show, okay, let me show you how I can throw accurately, Vernon Davis down the field couldn't give it to him. So my thing is with him, even though he's changed offensive coordinators, if you're a quarterback, you should throw accurately. You should still be able to move the ball. Don't keep going three and out, three and out, three and out. And what helped us last year, even though Alex was his quarterback, and David Akers saved our butts so many games. I mean, you guys, there were games where we had five field goals kicked, which helped us to win. So this year, you know, with Akers being hurt, it's like I don't know if those last couple of games we had, New England going to the Saints, if Alex Smith had been in there with David Akers not kicking the way he did, we might not have won those games. Terry, you want to start first? Hey, I agree. I, I agree with what Glove was saying. Absolutely. And and I don't you know, I don't know the forty ers well enough to say what whether Alex Smith is a bad quarterback or not, whether he couldn't make those snow, those throws that she's talking about. Um because that's her team she knows. 
but I think he's a he's a fairly decent quarterback, and 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 I think he did bring them to a level last year um, that he he possibly could have moved on for whatever the circumstances may be. But in the end, at the end of the day, the coach makes a decision, and he knows his personnel, and you just either you you, you ride with it. Or, you know, or you dislike it, and, and we can talk about it forever, about what would have, could have, or should have happened. But the decision was made, and, and, and now here we are. Um, and, and, again, I, I agree with Glove about the running quarterback. He, he said it perfect. We had that before. But it was the wrong thing. It wasn't the way the NFL uh, was set up. And now these guys aren't doing anything new. They're not doing anything Randall Cunningham didn't do. Michael Vick didn't do. Um, they're, they're not doing anything that um, the other 49ers quarterback, uh, Steve Young, did do. Mm-hmm. So now they're just accepting it. Well, let me let me have you guys explain this to Paul uh, says he didn't play football. Maybe you got for glove and Terry that, you know, isn't it the quarterback job is to keep you in the game, not to lose the game? Isn't that what Trent Dilfer did? Well, Trent Dilfer, Paul, never really score points for them. Their kicker was doing point, scoring all their points. So, for your theory saying that, you know, Akers will keep you on the game, the quarterback is not to lose the game for you guys. Am I right, Google Terry? Let me, let me help you out, Paul. And let, let me help you out, Paul. I'm, I'm, I'm just messing with you. Everything you said was true about what Akers did, but you got to uh-huh. remember it's a team sport. It is a team uh-huh. sport. So, one day, the quarterback may not be on. The kicker might have to stand up and make some field goals. Ask Tim Tebow when he was in Denver. You follow me? But also right. you have I a defense. You. you know, you, you also have a defense that has to defend and stop the other team's offense from scoring points. Now, let's go back to last year with the with the 49ers in New Orleans. You know, when they were going back and forth, back and forth to the end, and New Orleans, you know, came out at the end and won the game, and they scored like 40-something points. You know, they talked negative about Alex Smith, but the defense gave up 40-some points. Nobody said nothing about the defense. It was Alex Smith. So you kind of could see that they they had Alex Smith as their quarterback, but they never really wanted him because there was nobody else out there. So now that they got Kaepernick, which, you know, Harbaugh say, he was at a camp and somebody said to him, I think it was Peyton Manning or somebody, asked him a question about a quarterback, um, Garcia, a few other quarterbacks that were at a quarterback camp, and they said, who's the kid out here? that stands out amongst all these other guys. And all those guys across the board said Kaepernick. That was strange. Two years later, Harbaugh's the coach in San Francisco. Kaepernick's the quarterback. But on the line of note, Paula, how tall are you? 5'4". <laughs> okay, see, if you was 5'7", you could be a model as a joke. You follow me? As uh-huh. a joke. Then, because you're shorter, they're not going to like you as a model. But if you were taller... You could be a model. Right. Wow. <laughs> they didn't really like Alex Smith in San Francisco as a quarterback, but they like Colin Kaepernick. That's all I'm saying. It was a little, just a little joke in that <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, you know, not to get on, you know, about Paul, but I, I'm like, glove. you know, they didn't really like Alex Smith. I mean, you've seen it at last year when they were looking to bring in um, Peyton Manning. Somebody like, how can you bring that man in when that man almost took you to the Super Bowl? And that wasn't his fault that you didn't go. I mean, you had two fumble, uh, fumbles, 
And you know, you know what I'm saying? So that wasn't that man's fault. Right. So, I mean, the man got you where you want to be. You know, just now y'all saying he, he is not him. I don't understand it. And two years in a row, he got you a winning thing. So what do you say about that, Paul? I mean, I think, I think what the guy was saying, like Harbaugh, I mean, Harbaugh, dra- Harbaugh was the, the coach that drafted Kaepernick, right? Wasn't he the one that drafted him? Yes. Yep. Yep. So I, you know, I think big picture wise, and I'll, obviously I'm trying to look into Harbaugh's mind, but he was just waiting for the opportunity that he could put this this boy in who he's big on, Kaepernick. And when Alex went out with that concussion, that was it. And he let Kaepernick play on the Monday night game against Chicago. Yes, um, the Chicago quarterback was hurt. He didn't play. But we got to see Kaepernick just run and do all these great things. Okay, came to the next game after that. And so I think for Harbaugh, it was, he was just waiting for a window where he put Kaepernick in. Because I just, like you said, I don't think they were just big on Smith. Even though Smith did get us to the NFC Championship game last year. I think they were waiting for that, that opportunity to see what Kaepernick could do. And that was it. Well, we have to do, uh, we have to take a break. Then we'll take one call. But Paul, we want to get your input. Who you think, um, go win Super Bowl? I know everything, but what you think the score? Hate to bust your bubble, Paul, but, uh, I say Baltimore 24 <laughs> 21. <laughs> Wait, who predicted that score? 24 21? Terry. Terry. Oh, okay. Okay. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> with the Niners winning. <laughs> what, what'd you predict the score would be, Pete? You know, I think it'll even be something like uh, 28-24. I, I mean, I think both teams are going to be able to score. I, I mean, I know we've got two good defenses out there, but I just think it's with Flacco the way he's throwing, our DBs are having a little problem covering. Kaepernick's going to get that ball on the air. I think the score is going to be higher than people think. You guys, any last word for people calling in? Well, Paul, I, this is Terry. I, I wish you luck. I'm my wife is a 49ers fan. I'm not. Good. I'm not. I don't dislike the 49ers, and and I think they should win. But I just have a feeling that the Ravens might pull this one out. Oh no! Don't say that. Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> hey Paula. Hey Paula. Enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for calling. You know what? I'm with you, Paula. I think it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be over quick. I think the 49ers are gonna blow them out. Good. Good. <laughs> So thanks for calling in, Peter. Maybe next week you call back in when your Niners win, lose. I mean, win. Okay, I'll talk to you next week, James. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Yeah. Guys, we'll take a uh, break, and then we'll come back from break. We'll talk about uh, the comment Randy Moss made. You know, another quarter of the Niners running them off. We'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. 
It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with DJ Terry. I'm here, love. And Glug, love you there? Yes, sir, I'm here, love. Glug, some guys, sometimes these calls call in, and they just, you know, we just got to get them on the right track. And ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not going to beat ourselves up about that. I know we talk about it, but that was a, I mean, it kind of got under my skin, you know. Just, these, these people, these guys kill me on media day. They make these comments. I would make, you know, earlier talking about you make comments, and the media catch on to it, and they, Keep slapping you over and over till it just keep building up. You know, Randy Moss talked about he's the best receiver to ever play the game. How can even that even come out of your mouth? You got to look at the other guys there before you. That you know, I know we looked at everybody. Keep saying Michael Jordan was the best, and you got you got LeBron, you got Kobe, different times. But you have to prove yourself. I mean, not just you you play the game, you know, and did what you did, but you got to prove yourself. You know, they say Super Bowl, you know, and they, they say stats. Like that, you know, like they saying, Dan Marino. Dan Marino got no Super Bowls, but, you know, they saying he's the best, at, you know. But what you guys think of that comment of Randy Moss? Well, Love, I'm going to go like this. You know, you you think, you know, if if you want to be the best, you got to start with thinking you're the best, okay? I, I think a lot of times some of these guys, uh, you know, these comments are blown out of proportion. Now, if they really want to take it serious about Randy Moss saying that he's the best quarterback in the league or that ever played the game, I mean, come on. The the the, the stats speak for themselves. I, I don't think it's even worth it. I think a lot of these things get blown out of proportion. we got to understand that these guys are getting ready for the biggest game of their lives, the Super Bowl, okay? Everybody is Superman. They're bulletproof, and, and, and they can do anything. So do I take what Randy Moss said to heart? Absolutely not. I don't, because you know, I, I just don't. Love what you think. You know what, I, TJ, you're, you're correct. You know, if if you know Randy Moss, then 
would you take his comments serious? You know, of course, the media, like you said, is going to do what they did with it. But but I'm, let me let me let me give you a little bit on this. Is Randy Moss the most talented and gifted receiver we've ever seen come to the NFL, specimen wise? Hands down, yes. Has he performed up to his expectations of being the best? No, he had a few bad years. You know, he was high, then he went low, then he came back in New England, caught all those touchdowns, broke the record, and all those things like that. Is Jerry Rice the greatest? Number-wise, yes. Production, yes. As far as work ethic and things like that, of course. But you also got to remember, during the Super Bowl, people try to create a little hysteria for themselves. I think he was just trying to create a buzz because it was kind of quiet in San Francisco. Now, he may believe it in his own mind, but from a realistic standpoint, he, he's nowhere near the top when it comes to numbers. But from a physical standpoint, I, I, I could argue with him. I got to disagree with you, Glove, and Terry on that. Y'all might think I'm wrong, but listen to why I disagree. You don't create no buzz if you're not starting and producing for that team. Randy Moss got 28 reception for the year. How can you try and create a buzz and you barely on the field? Now I can see if your numbers for the year for that team has been great. Then you create that buzz of saying this and that. But then you're not even on the field. You know, so why would you start a conflict for a team that you're not on and starting something for the other team to get a hold of? I mean, then you make a comment saying, you need to be on the field more. Well, they got there without you being on the field more. What would you think you'll be in with you've been on the field? So what do you guys say about that? Well, here we go again, love. And I think that these, I mean, these guys are walking and talking the, the talk. Okay. And they have to do that. Um, I don't go in the game against you, love, and, and, and not thinking that I can beat you or that I'm better than you. I'm, I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to tell you about it. And I'm going to let you know about it. I think these guys are just having, you know, uh, a bunch of fun. They're, 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 they're cocky. They're confident. And, uh, that goes for the whole team, 49ers, right now. And, and, and they should be that way. You, you can't, you know, get a glitch in the arm. You, you, you can't let anybody see any doubt. Okay. And, and I think that's all this is with Randy Moss. I don't, I don't take it that serious. <clears throat> you that well? Uh, yeah, kind of. I, I kind of agree with what TJ's saying, and, and I understand what you're saying too, love. Let me let me help you out here with, with, with your talking numbers. Last year, Alex Smith took the 49ers to the Super Bowl, the divisional champions with what? With a tight end and Vernon Davis. No Michael Crabtree, no Teddy Ginn Jr. Gore was hurt, minimal. So the quarterback takes them to the championship game with a tight end. Why do you think Michael Crabtree's numbers are so good this year? Do you think it's because of Vernon Davis? Because, remember, he was out a few games. Do you think it's because of Teddy Ginn? Remember, Teddy Ginn's been playing minimal. Frank Gore hasn't done anything, really. So, so let's think, what's the, what's, the, what's the underlying factor in San Francisco this year? Randy Moss. Every time he steps on the field, he gets a double or a triple team. So who's open underneath? Michael Crabtree. Now, at 15 years in... This man is still getting the double. When Jerry Rice was in Oakland, they were single coverage in him. I'm not saying he's better than Jerry Rice. I'm just trying to point something out to you. This man is 15 years in, and he still demands a double team. So we have to say something. 
something's going on. He still well, has something left in the tank. What glove you are going to get a double team? If you just run down the field, you still got a speed, right? You don't see him get no double team running across the middle, no, no route like that. But you're going to get that double team and Randy going down the field, right? But my point is he's still getting doubles on the field where there's single coverage in Vernon Davis, there's single coverage in Michael Crabtree. But here it is 15 years in to a, a guy that's really not that good is still getting the double covered. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I think we spoke on it last time and I I, I said that the key was uh Crabtree uh catchy passes underneath because Randy Moss is gonna demand a double team and, and, and he still has. <laughs> so excuse me, until they can put somebody out there that can cover Randy Moss one on one or that they think they can cover him one on one because they're playing ten, fifteen yards off Randy Moss. Okay? Um, they're they're not going to let him get behind him. So he is a factor in the game. At his age, uh, at, at this stage in his career, he is still a factor in the game, and and they have to respect it. Well, I mean, we gotta have to take him on break. But to your point, Glove, I gotta disagree with you because you saying because you know Crabtree and all that, but you still gotta remember it's that running game is why Crabtree getting open, Randy getting open, you know. Gore was hurt almost, almost last year a lot. But, I mean, you look at every team, look at Robert Griffin. You know, their running back, you know, had a great performance where they were faking that fake and he was going deep. Just like, you know, Crabtree or, you know, because Randy Moss is going down, that Crabtree getting open and Davis, you know, it's because that running game gets them open. Uh, you don't agree with that, though? No, Gore hasn't, Gore hasn't averaged 100 yards in any of these playoff games. So their running game's been minimal. The difference, the difference is Kaepernick's been running. That little, that little pistol offense have opened up. Gore hasn't averaged 100 yards in any of these playoff games. The difference is Kaepernick's running the ball, which is opening up some of the routes. But my point isn't that right there. My point is with Randy Moss on the field, Kaepernick out there, it opens up those underneath routes, which we've, we've seen Crabtree is Kaepernick's comfortable route. That's why Crabtree has more catches. He has the most catches because Kaepernick is comfortable with Crabtree. When linebackers have to cover tight ends and receivers, they're at a disadvantage. Yeah, but yeah, look at too. Um, Running Davis like a, a receiver, Terry. It's not like yeah. really no tight end. A lot of yeah, he, he plays in the slot like that's right, the slot a lot. But a lot of times he's being covered by linebackers. You're correct. And, well, and we're going to take our last break, guys. We're going to come back. We're going to get your prediction. And also, we got another thing. That I know Glug, I hate talking about but Terry, I got to hear what you guys say. I know okay. Glug, I got to chime in. I think you know what I'm talking about. But we'll be right back. And we'll be back with, um, you know, your boy faking he had a girlfriend. So, we'll be right back. Oh, my goodness. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving Sports Talk. And always, TJT, you there? I'm here, love. Glad you're feeling bad. Glad you're feeling bad. And I got Eric Love. You got Love? Yeah, I'm here, uh, man. Terry, <laughs> it's kind of funny because you've been trying to talk to you, but, you know, Love talking about. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, it's, it's really funny because you get tired of hearing the story, Terry, and it's always some every day to come different, more and more they change up. But, you know, the guy from Notre Dame, you know, as I said, he had his online girlfriend. And to find out there was a guy that described his voice that, you know, I mean, it, he just keeps lying more and more, saying he didn't talk to this person, then he talked to him, and then, you know, it's getting blown up. I mean, what's your thought on that, Terry? What do you think he's covering up? Well, first of all, I'm I'm really tired of the story. You're right about that. Second of all, if if this is true, and he was duped, then he probably is a little embarrassed with, with, with all these things coming to light if if this guy indeed was in love with him and, and trying to portray to be a, another female or, or whatnot. Um, I feel bad for him 
to a certain extent, but I think that I think that this should have came to light a lot earlier. I don't think they should have let this go, Notre Dame. I think that you know they were just trying to to hold back some of the the backfire that might have come up from this, but you know it it, it hasn't done him any favors, Manti, as as far as as far as that goes. This is a it's a horrible hoax, uh, tragedy, messed up type of thing that that you know I, I don't think he asked for, and 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 I think that's that's too bad for him. Now, now watch this, Terry. Glove, do you really think it was a host that he thought he was getting tricked? You know what? <laughs> let, let me, and I'm going to say it real quick. You know how much, and you know what I think about this story. Right. I think I think the dude loves attention. Now, whether it's a host or not, I don't think it was. I think he knew what was going on, personally. Notre Dame's doing this campaign, which it has nothing to do with Notre Dame. It's on him, the person. This isn't Penn State. He wasn't molesting anybody, this, this, that, and the other. So Notre Dame has nothing to do with the story. This is on Mante Tail. This is all on him. You know, there's too many, you know, indiscrepancies about when she died, the grandmother died, now she didn't die, because now it's pointing to his performance in the uh, championship game, which he played like, you know, IT and his stock dropped. Now, for me, if it wasn't, a, if it, if he wasn't in on it, and this dude is this gullible, how can I draft him if I'm a GM of a, of a franchise? How can I have this guy in my locker room and he's this gullible? I, I couldn't do it. Well, see, that was my next question. And Terry, you jumped, you jumped over me, Terry. I just stopped lying, but I was ready for that. And the question was, like what you were saying, well, how can you bring somebody in you know, this organization? I mean, that that gullible. And my, my, the other thing that was saying was, I mean, you brought up, you know, Glove. I didn't see the game, but he played terrible. I mean, Alabama tore him up. Is this just an excuse for them to use that he was thinking about this girl? That's why he played bad. Is that what they're trying to do? Cause that's what it seemed to me because they said he was distracted by this girl, what happened, and all the lies. That's why he played that. But I think Alabama just exposed him. He wasn't that great. What do you guys think? Well, first of all, let's get this straight. If Manti Teo played uh, like an All-American, like he like he is, or if he played like Ray Lewis or an NFL linebacker, it wouldn't have made a bit of difference. Okay, they were still going to get beat that day because that was just a, clearly a better football team. Okay, um, but what does this do for his stock? I don't know how anybody would would even want to bring him in because of all of the the nonsense that he's going to attract for that football team. And, I mean, this, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I think his, you know, his 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 ratings have went way down as far as where he's going to go in the draft, in my opinion. Well, see, that's why, that's why Notre Dame is trying to do a smear campaign because they're trying to bring, you know, they're trying to make it seem like, okay, he had nothing to do with it. So, so And I say it again, and I'll keep saying it. They're saying that, the week, the, the first week of December is when he got the message that the girl wasn't dead. Now, she was supposedly had died in September. He played well the whole season until the national championship game, quote unquote. She died right. in December. The national championship game was in January. So he had a rough night where they were comparing him to Ray Lewis and second coming, but he got exposed in the national championship game. But I'm with Terry and, and you know how I feel about it. I just think for me, 
He got exposed. He's trying to cover up. He's not the linebacker that everybody thought he was. Uh, I, t- I told you if you don't to go. That's why I brought it up because whatever I, you know, just to get it out there that, you know, you can't make excuses and you think about when you knew about it before. Well, wow, you know, you played good. So we got one got four minutes. I need your prediction for Super Bowl. This is it. We've been talking about this all year. The big game is here. What do you guys think and why? <coughs> Who want to start? Well, I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> Maybe. Um, again, I think that, uh, 49ers have have the superior football team um, with with the with the offense that they're running and and their consistent defense. <laughs> and I think they should win this game. Um, I am very surprised at the play of Joe Flacco. Um, I, I I I did not see him um, making it to to the Super Bowl, being the type of quarterback. I didn't think he was as accurate. I didn't think he was as consistent, but. He has managed to, to to put this year together nicely, so it's going to be a surprise. But I think that the 49ers should win. I, I don't feel comfortable picking a score. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, but I just have a feeling that uh, they might pull it out. The Ravens might pull this out somehow, some way, and I I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Thirty-five. <laughs> I think it's either thirty-five. 35-21, 49ers, I think it's a blowout. If they stay close, Baltimore has a chance, but I think 49ers are going to blow them out. Randy Moss is the X factor. I don't think the Ravens will score three touchdowns. I don't think they'll score three touchdowns. I think yeah, they'll just probably go with you. You didn't hit us, bro. I got to go with Terry. I got to agree with Terry for one. <laughs> oh, two years knowing, but I got. I think Baltimore gonna pull it off. I just think somehow, like Terry said, Baltimore gonna find a way to pull this out, and it's gonna be one of those games that uh, 49ers cap all these. It's a learning process for them, you know. And, and the coach, you know, is a good thing. But next year, so I gotta agree with you, Terry. Because, you know, don't I'm gonna delete this show so nobody know I agree with you. Randy Moss <laughs> okay. gets a Randy Moss gets a Super Bowl ring on Sunday. <laughs> and again, thanks again. And nothing out there, um, listeners out there. I have more information on these with Christian Rap. So send me an email and I'll get you the thing on that. Some good songs out there. Good songs, D. I, I listen to it. So send me an email and I'll get y'all off that, um, um, the music. Right, D? All right. And this is another great show, guys. Next week, we'll see who was right. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 